0: Hey everyone, welcome to the 52nd episode of the Untitled Gadget podcast. This is me, Harish, and I'm your host for this week because Dhruv um, has a family emergency, so he's taking care of that right now, so he's not here this week. But we do have Akshay, and Akshay and I are going to talk about what's been going on over the last few weeks, and generally just talk about the tech scene because things are starting to get busy again. So before we get started, Akshay, how are things with you, man?
1: good man just been a little busy with work 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 and then gaming and then i mean the usual right nothing as you mentioned things are getting busier multiple phones are launching multiple accessories are launching multiple games are launching and then we have we're not even in august yet or september when the iphone comes out or samsung comes out with their devices next month and then the whole tech cycle restarts again so it's, yeah it's a little painful but we pull through, man, somehow.
0: Yeah, man, it's crazy if I just think back the next last week and then what's coming next week, because on August 11, Samsung has its unpacked thing where it'll be showing off the Galaxy Z Fold 3. From what we know so far, it looks cool. And then there will be smartwatches as well because Samsung already teased it. And we may also see other products because Samsung is going to do
1: what Samsung does and launch like a whole load of stuff. Yeah, it has to get uh, it has to launch all that stuff right before the iPhone does. That's staple for them. Uh, what's interesting this time around is that there's no Galaxy Note series, so um, yeah, it's interesting to see what direction they're taking. To be honest, I'm kind of excited, maybe not because of what we might see this generation, but what the future holds and, you know, how how everyone is going to adjust their smartphone designs and whatnot now that foldables will be a more commercial product. I mean, that's what it looks like. Uh, Can't really say until the phones are actually out and people spend time with it and see how well, well, how durable it is and whatnot, you know, for long-term usage and shit. But if all things go well, then we'll soon see foldable phones from Xiaomi, Oppo, Apple maybe in the next five years. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, (laughs) But sooner or later, we'll see something. and, And that's what I'm excited about because the smartphone market really needed that. We got bored of all screen phones That came with pop-up cameras, fucking punch hole cameras, you know, like little, little uh, reiterations, but largely they remain the same. So it's slightly more exciting. You know, it's like a throwback to the 2000s where we had Razors and Nokia flip phones and, and, you know, whatnot. So I like how the future may look like. I don't know. Let's see.
0: Yeah, it's getting to that point where I think we're just at that cusp of the next wave of innovation with hardware design again uh, because I had to switch back to a lot of phones this week and right now I settled on the Pixel 4 and I Mm -hmm. cannot believe that it's nearly two years from the time this thing came out. I mean, in some ways it feels like that because even though phone design hasn't changed much, there has been a lot of polish, man. I mean, I switched from the Find X3 Pro to the Pixel 4 XL and things have gotten a lot sleeker and better and you know, brands are using exotic materials, that sort of stuff. Yeah, I'm excited to see what the foldable...
1: Sorry, yeah, speaking of Pixel, man, did you see the Pixel 6? Dude, that was so so good. It's like Daft Punk, the people at Daft Punk made a phone. I yeah. mean, it, looks, it looks like the visor from the helmet it, but it, it looks does. so damn hot and I'm, i mean i'm kind of upset it won't come to india but uh, then again you never know um but man that phone looks incredible
0: it does it's absolutely amazing to see them finally giving a shit. I mean they said that it took them four years to make their custom hardware uh after the acquisition of htc right whatever they bought picked up yeah. those 1100 engineers or whatever but it's good to see that they're finally going after Samsung and, you know, Apple and all that in the high-end segment because the Pixel 5 series did nothing to yeah. push the needle for them in terms of hardware. And it looks like Google's
1: Tensor is very interesting. So Yes, Samsung is going to be making that. It's a 5 nanometer chip too.
0: Yeah, so it's very interesting because Google, what it's doing is um, it's not building the chip totally from the ground up so it's Mm -hmm. collaborating with Samsung on the node Samsung LSI will make the chipset and it's also leveraging Samsung's uh, Exynos 2100 from what I understand so far so it'll be nearly identical in terms of the CPU and you know Mm -hmm. it'll have the same Mali G77 yeah Uh, so in those at the core basics it'll be identical to the S21 series so that in itself is like a big deal because the Pixel 5 did not measure up to the S20 last year right So Mm -hmm. that's interesting. But what they're positioning it as is like this AI-focused thing where they're going to have like a whole load of new use cases and they're already demoing things where they're using AI and machine learning for video and taking better photos and even just day-to-day interaction. So that'll be very interesting to see.
1: I mean, Google's um, partnership, let's call it a partnership, that's what it seems like to me with Samsung, seems like a long-term deal here. Like, you know, for example, you spoke about the Tensor chipset. Then, you know, they're also working with Samsung about, you know, for Google wearables and whatnot. And let's say next year, Samsung, you know, does something incredible with the RDNA uh, 2 chip that they're working on with AMD. And if that transfers over to the Pixel phones as well, so Pixel 7 could be like some kick-ass device that Google always wanted to make it, but, and we never got. I mean, I'm just thinking... In the long term sense right now, not particularly about Pixel 6, but we already know that AMD is working with Samsung and they're going to use that for their, you know, for the chip designs. And, and since uh, Google is working closely with Samsung for the Tensor chip, we may see that transfer over as well, you know?
0: Yeah, that's a that's a good point because they're working on not just this front, but yeah, I didn't even think of the wearable stuff because we'll also see the first, you know, collaboration <clears throat> with Samsung with the whole how Wear OS is going to look with its third generation next week right Mm -hmm. with Samsung unveiling the smartwatch so yeah a lot of interesting things I mean everywhere you look there's like excitement in hardware you have Google doing cool things again and when in
1: gaming look at what Valve is doing with the Steam Deck it's just so many cool things man. I'm so glad we're recording this today because last night when I was having a few drinks and getting drunk, all of a sudden I was bombarded with uh, hands-on with Steam Deck and I woke up today morning and saw some of them. I saw Linus's video and he probably had the best video out there compared to everyone else because he brought. it looked like he brought his old testing fucking infrastructure with him to the to the Valve office to test out everything from infrared cameras to something that Nvidia makes for flash checking out uh, latency in in graphics and everything man his, his his what he did at the Valve office was more of a review than a hands-on video right um so I'm glad I saw that and it looks very promising but we'll get to Steam Deck in a bit I think we should first talk about what's what people can get their hands on, um, since the fifty-first episode and and what we're recording today, a bunch <laughs> of phones have launched. A lot of things have launched. Uh, the Nordi- I don't launched. even know. I don't even know how many things launched. Well, uh, to be fair, we haven't recorded in a while, uh, and I'll give you I'll give you an explanation why. My back was fucked for the past two weeks, so I couldn't really uh, record, and and then uh, you know a bunch of other things came up but finally Harish and I sat down to record and I think it's a good time because then we can talk about everything that has happened in the past two weeks there's not two there's a no new Poco phone with the uh, retractable uh, triggers triggers. yeah and then there's the nothing ear one which we all tested I mean um, I didn't test the Poco phone but everything else we did so I think we should get started with that because people are looking to buy that or any of these products right
0: yeah. What do you think How's about a your... Lord 2 though? Yeah, we'll get to that.
1: How's your back though? Uh, much better, man. It turns out it was fucked because of uh the way I sit in game. So I don't know if fuck. you've noticed I'm sitting on a different chair with a donut yeah. kind of a thing that you know you pregnant ladies use because you know that's what ha- helps to fix your back. Yeah. So I'm using that and sitting on that. It has helped a lot. Oh fuck. That's
0: no yeah. joke, man. Back pain is something brutal.
1: Yeah, man. It looked like my tailbone was fucked or something, but yeah, I fixed it somehow using a lot of ice packs and and a lot of. Uh, uh, I'm using. I'm also using something that helps me sit on the couch straight. Bunch of things, man. Couldn't sleep nice. for a while.
0: My wife said she'll buy me this posture correction thingy that she found online that hooks to your back because every time she comes to the into the room, I'm just yeah like sitting like a goblin Slouching. over my keyboard.
1: <laughs> yeah, slouching with no support for your lower back. Yeah, that's exactly what I was doing as well. Yeah, I think she should get that, man. Because yeah. trust me, I couldn't even bend down to pick up a glass of water. That's how painful it was. God damn, that's crazy. Um, yeah, and I thought I'm getting old or something but no, it's just my posture, man.
0: Well, good to know you're better now. Yep. Okay, phones. Um, not too. I... Actually, ended up liking it more than I thought it I would because I switched to that from the Reno Six Pro, and the only mm-hmm. issue I had with the Reno was that it cost like four or five thousand more than what it should. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, it was a fantastic phone. Camera was good. I mean, the hardware was really nice. So the Note Two has a lot of similarities to that, particularly given that now it's using ColorOS as a base. So there are a lot of you know under the hood software similarities that you'll only notice if you've used ColorOS. Um, what they've done very cleverly is that they've integrated the Oxygen OS code base with Color OS, but they've done it in such a way that only folks that have used both phones, both sets of phones, will know yeah. what's actually changed. Yeah. So I guess that's a well, I guess that's a strategy that played out well for
1: them. Yeah, I mean it felt weird. Like it felt like they're in the middle of the transition right now. That's what this phone feels like. Okay. Yes, we'll be working closely with Oppo. So here's a phone that will show how it will be in the future, but it's not fully done yet. It felt like they're right in between that transition phase and you could see it with the native apps that OnePlus has. Like they all look a little different, they feel different. Um, some, some worked well, some didn't, but hey, I guess uh, that's what the future looks like for OnePlus. I mean, I and <coughs> maybe, yeah, I have a problem with it because I prefer Oxygen OS and the minimalistic look it has. But then again, from what I saw on the Nord 2, it's not as bad as I thought it will be. It's still okay. It still, still feels like I've been stabbed in the back, but it's all right. I like the phone. Mm. Um, it's not something that i would say that would be like a flagship level phone but it's it's perfect for the times we are in if you're not looking to spend a lot on the phone because of the pandemic you know people have you know seen salary cuts and whatnot and you want a reliable phone for daily calls emails some some content viewing and i don't know if you are a big photography fan or like a photography enthusiast or not but that the phone does the job maybe not on the photography side but everything else it does well
0: it actually did a decent enough job on the camera front as well because one of yeah. the things that they are using uh wholesale from color os is their camera tuning and that makes a big difference because the first gen art wasn't particularly great at this and there's there is a noticeable difference when you take photos particularly in low light conditions so uh you are getting a yeah, lot diff- for the
1: value They fixed that after an update. Uh, The initial review units that we had, the initial build it was on. There were slight issues with the camera, especially with the white balance and whatnot. But they fixed it later on. Uh, The one thing that I didn't like on this phone was that it's using the same display as the Nord uh, CE. Uh, Yeah. um, I mean, I call it in my head the cheap edition, but I don't know what they call it. Uh, (laughs) It's the (laughs) cool edition. I know. (laughs) But in my head, I call it the cheap edition, and that's because it's a cheaper phone. Yeah. Um, and this one is slightly pricier. I would have liked to see a higher display grade over here than what they're using the C. It's the same display, and if you put it put them side by side, which we we could and we I did, it's exactly the same. Um So, but it does have that notification slider that OnePlus phones are known for. Yeah. I guess.
0: Yeah, that's the one drawback, particularly when you consider that there are a lot of phones that have good AMOLED panels. Um, mm-hmm. That's like the only drawback in terms of the hardware, because they clearly should have used a higher quality panel, quality because player. even with HDR, I don't think it ever kicked into HDR no, when I was using
1: Yeah, I didn't. Um, I mean, it has all the works. It has 90 hertz refresh rate and whatnot. That, that all works fine. It's just the quality of the display that um, yeah. I wasn't really a big fan of. Um, uh, thoughts on the SoC I mean the 1200 Dimensity I mean it's a decent enough chipset Uh, I did notice some throttling uh, in terms of heat management uh, initially but afterwards it was fine after an update I think they they did something to it I don't know what they did but overall I mean I didn't mind the performance of the chipset it's perfectly fine it's not some I mean it's not an 888 but it's you know decent enough for a mid-range phone
0: but then when you look at what came out last year when you contrast yeah. it to the 765 and even the 780 this thing is faster than both of those i'm i'm astonished yeah. at how well it holds up in day to day use because for gaming and all that stuff it's better suited yeah.
1: I, it. I, I i i like the gaming experience on this compared to the original nord right um and i think that's fi- i mean they, i think OnePlus went the right way interestingly enough another phone launched a week or a few days later with a the same later. chipset. A day later. Fuck. Wow, I forgot about that. <laughs> uh yeah. which is the new Poco phone, which has which has a more gaming identity than the Nord 2 because it has those well, they call it the maglev triggers or whatnot. I call it the retractable triggers, which is a cool idea. I like it. Yeah. Um it's like a razor kishi on your phone's body. Yeah. You don't, I, mean, I mean just two buttons, but still. Uh I haven't used that phone because I didn't get it for review, but you did. And you compare them on Android uh, Central as well. I didn't go through that because I know your stories are particularly long, and I didn't have time to read it. So why don't yeah. you compare it for the people who are listening to this podcast, though?
0: Okay. Um. So the big deal with the Poco F3 GT is that it just feels better. I mean, it doesn't look that great in particular because the design is very. I'm I. I don't know what to say. It's not minimalist, but it's not out there either. Um, it's not particularly modern. They they clearly try to do some sort of a gaming based theme. Yeah. But they went very mellow with the aesthetic, so it feels somehow in between. It's like almost a mainstream phone with a few gaming you know accents thrown in.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like a toned down version of an ROG phone.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically, that. <laughs> pretty much so uh, but that's the only you know negative as it were because the body itself is fantastic i mean it's using metal throughout whereas the nord i think is still using that fiber reinforced plastic which is basically plastic um so you get a more durable chassis and you know you get the same glass layer protection and the AMOLED panel is much better. I think Xiaomi has set the bar for LCDs in the past and now it's doing the same for AMOLEDs. I think, I don't know what Xiaomi does differently in terms of calibrating their phones, but every Mm -hmm. single Xiaomi phone I've used, I don't think I've had an issue with. I think there was one that was the outlier, but yeah, the panel on this is significantly better because, I mean, using both side by side, it's clear that this has better colors it goes it gets brighter and the stereo sound is also louder so if you're playing like a game and you don't want to connect anything just use mm-hmm. the onboard audio yeah the f3 gt is better
1: and uh i'm kind of interested in the in the maglev triggers uh how do those work i mean are those something like a ma- macro key that you can assign actions to it in particular games or how does that work
0: yeah you can it's I mean, it has a decent level of customization. I like the feedback of the triggers. Um, I should have think that they should have only have had only one toggle instead of a toggle for each trigger because there's just too much, too many buttons on the right side. Mm -hmm. Um, But the trigger itself is a very good addition because they clearly know who this phone is targeted at. It's targeted at young kids who want to play games on their phones. And it has a decent level of customization. You can set up, you can bind keys to the triggers and they make some sort of a difference. I mean, I'm not particularly keen on the kind of games that they're positioned towards, but I played a few rounds of Call of Duty, whatever mobile thing that they have, and
1: it seemed to be fine. I think, uh, I mean, I do see it as triggers being used in shooter games, but I think it has... Uh, more of an application in single-player games as well. Like, let's say if you're playing Genshin Impact or whatnot, you can assign certain keys that you don't really want to keep, you know, moving your thumb around for. You know, like, maybe like, you know, consumables or, you know, throwables or whatever, small actions that you want to heal yourself or maybe those triggers are like right there for you to use. So I think it's a great addition. I think that's the way um, ROG should also go ahead with their phones in the future because I anyway prefer a physical tactile button compared to something that's yeah Overwatch ultrasonic air. thing yeah, yeah. yeah it's just it's just the gamer in me that's that prefers that I think most people prefer that as well because it's just more responsive um yeah so I think it's great that they added that how's the camera on that phone is it just a gamer's phone or no it's
0: it's pretty good because when I started it when I started off with it I was like yeah this is just going to be another poco uh, device where they're only going to focus on the hardware and they're going to ignore the camera But it's fine. I mean, it's not as good as the Nord, but it's almost there. And unless you're using both phones and you take photos side by side and then look at it on a nice, nicely calibrated monitor, you're not going to see much of a difference.
1: Nice. Uh, I saw your tweet uh, when the embargo lifted for the phone that if if it was your money, you would spend it on the F3 GT.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean... I like what Xiaomi is doing uh, with software, particularly on the Poco front, because Poco, you know, um, uses that Poco for Mi- MIUI for Poco launcher. And that's just a launcher now. But they're going to introduce their own UI with a few new features that's going to come in the next, wow, three to four months. So that should be interesting. Um, and MIUI 12.5 in itself is much better because it lets you uninstall a whole load of crud that they mm-hmm. should have not included in the box. So that's a big move for them. And it generally feels better. It feels cohesive. I like the design. I've used the Mi 11 and the Mi 11 Ultra for I think the majority of the year. So I'm very familiar with it. If anything, I like the direction they're taking versus what Oxygen OS is doing. I mean, I don't know what direction Oxygen OS is taking at this point.
1: I don't think they have a direction anymore. They're, <laughs> they're taking the direction that what they've been told to do.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, on that front, I think I may have... Some things to share on what that final integration would look like. So, stay tuned.
1: Ah, oh, sweet! Uh, another Harish exclusive dropping soon. Um, I'm pretty sure he's going to drop on on his uh, website first, and then it's going to be going to discuss it further here. But let's. I think. I think. Uh, if you can give a hint, is it good news or bad news or a mixture of both?
0: Ah, oh, dude. Ah, oh, dude. I don't know where to begin.
1: <laughs> so it's bad news.
0: It's just. <laughs> I mean, I would like to sit in a room. See, OnePlus used to be very forthcoming in the last two three years. Over the last, I mean, from the time they started, right? That's why Mm -hmm. we were drawn to the brand because they engaged with all of us well, and they were very keen on feedback, and then took that feedback to heart. Same with Xiaomi. So that's what you know gave them that community. Yeah. But it's not that case now. Uh, now you ask for something, and it's basically like Samsung. It's a closed vault. You don't get anything back.
1: I mean, that's what made OnePlus different from everyone. That's why people love the brand because they listened to people, um, yeah. to feedback, and improve on those you know you know uh, problems that people faced. But I guess that's not going to be the case anymore. Now that Oppo is going to take over all of that and Oppo's not really known for listening to anybody except themselves
0: yeah that's true um i predicted last year that the when the Nord came out that their future relied only on the Nord because that was the direction they were going and did you look at their recent market share thing in the u.s they grew 257 percent or something and i'm like that's all the Nord. they sold a million budget shitty Nords there and i'm like okay Fine. The ones
1: that don't even make it to India. Yeah. <laughs> Those. Oh, wow. Well, so, that's uh, going
0: to be one plus.
1: Speaking of shitty things launching in America, we were having an interesting conversation last week regarding the Nothing Air One. <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> I don't know, right? I mean, uh, so, for people who don't know, before Nothing Air One uh, embargo lifted, uh, Harish and I both had... Uh, pre-production units that we were using and and Harish dropped a text apparently the Western media doesn't like the nothing ear one I'm like yeah you're listening to people who thought Motorola make the best budget phones what do you expect right (laughs) so so that's that's what the segue is but since we're talking about nothing ear one and we we've both used it uh, quite extensively uh, I use it a bit longer because I got it I think a few days before Harish but uh, yeah um what do you think of the Nothing Year one, man?
0: Dude, I really like these things. Um I like the design. It's not as quirky as I would have liked because mm-hmm. they tease something that was fully clear and it's not fully clear. So yeah. kind of disingenuous that way. But otherwise I like the fun, you know, it's it's a playful product. It's clear when you look at it. Oh, wow. I said clear. <laughs> it's evident when you look at it that it's meant to be a fun thing to use and it looks clean it looks well designed um and it sounds fucking fantastic i think this is one of the best sounding earbuds i've heard in that 6000 segment so
1: yeah it's 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 actually should be priced a little higher than 6000 bucks that's what i feel um i particularly like how well it handles the lower frequencies um it's best... I mean, I listen to a lot of genres of music, but I enjoyed it most by listening to electronic music. Somehow, these earbuds are perfect for that genre. Um, I love the design, but it's not something that you can use long term because uh, especially the charging case, that scratches up really quick. Yeah. And uh, it's just ugly to look at, you know. like I think maybe they had if they had an additional coating or, or something, it would have helped. But uh, I don't know if you saw that tweet last night from uh, someone in the U.S. And they all it's all banged up in a week. Yeah, it's the
0: Verge is a video uh, editor, and oh, she okay, I yeah. think put it in a bag or something because there were a lot of scuff yeah. marks. And then yeah. after a week, it's just scratched
1: to shit. I didn't even, I didn't even put it in a bag. I'm in my room. The yeah, o- the o- I'm just moving it from one table to maybe to the another. And it just scratches up in that, yeah. Um, so I didn't like that bit about it. Uh, definitely on the bottom side, it scratches a lot. Uh, but earbud designs are cool. I think they can go. They can keep that. Maybe change the design of the charging case. But in in terms of sound, it's great. What I even love more is that the companion app works well um, for a lot of things. Yeah. Um, for but there are things that I don't like, and there are things I love. For example. Find my earbuds. That's great. You can <laughs> just is. find your yeah, and it, the earbuds will play some really, really squeaky, harsh sound so that you know where it is if you've forgotten them. You know, if you didn't keep them in the charging case or something. um I like I like how you can change the colors of the charging case, the LED light to different levels if you want to indicate it's fully charged or half charged or charging and whatnot. Not many people offer that, so that's great. Yep. Uh, when it comes to the sound bit. Uh, I just like the balanced profile. Uh, the moment you use more treble or more bass, it, it's as if it cuts off all the other frequencies. And I didn't like that. Sometimes yeah. Sound, sometimes it sounds very flat, sometimes very muffled. So they need to work on that.
0: I think lot. they're going to tweak those profiles because I think that was just to. a very initial release just so that some we yeah. could have something to test.
1: Yeah, I told them that uh, before the embargo lifted. So they're aware of that. So I think they are going to work on that. Apart from that, uh, gestures. Something you usually don't talk about in earbud reviews. I mean, you do, but it's usually a paragraph, right? But this one, this, these earbuds do something very... It's not new, but it's logical. Right?
0: <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, I like how they do gestures, the, my only issue is it is that I would have liked to see some additional, I mean, some more customizability with it.
1: True. Like you can only triple tap to change music. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I ended up liking was that you can, the way you control the volume, um, yeah. just, you just swipe up and down. and. Yeah. When I was using this and I switched to the AirPods, I'm like, I feel like an idiot squeezing the stem of the AirPods. Why the fuck am I squeezing something next to my ear which doesn't have enough room for my fingers to fit in in the first place? This is just so much easier. Like, you know, just swipe it up, swipe up or swipe down or triple tap or single tap to play and pause. Um, So, yeah, I think that was more intuitive to use in my opinion compared to the AirPods or any other earbuds for that matter. And I think OnePlus is also doing the same thing as AirPods, which I'm not going to like...
0: Yeah, we'll get to OnePlus, I think, in a few weeks' time. But I, I really like the way they nailed some of the smaller things with the earbuds. Design one. Is good uh, Yeah, where on the stock you see the battery and then nothing year one down the side. Yeah. So that, yeah. well, if you
1: get these, it's easy to show off. It's like the Game Boy color of earbuds. Like there were certain <laughs> uh, Game Boy colors with shells that were transparent. Same with Advance. Uh, this is exactly it it lets you look into the hardware even though it's not quite a bit like i would have loved to see the drivers you know yeah but that bit is covered in white plastic so that's weird even with the charging case actually you only see the earbuds you don't see the main pcb you don't get to see that
0: you don't i think they had to cover it up because i think it's not clean looking um they clearly mentioned that even with the part that's uh transparent on the bud itself they had to change the positioning of things so that it looks somewhat clean and polished mm-hmm. so i think they didn't want to put double that amount of work on the charging case itself
1: yeah and it would have been expensive maybe i'm not sure but yeah i guess so yeah i mean nothing year one is in i mean it's an incredible earbud for six thousand bucks actually it's in my opinion, sometimes equivalent to the AirPods Pro in sound quality. Sometimes it's not. Um, but then again, AirPods Pro costs like 18, 19 grand. And this yeah. costs 6,000 bucks. So yeah, if you like good wireless sound, if you... Oh, by the way, I forgot the charging case has wireless charging. Who the fuck does that for 6,000 bucks?
0: That's true. I always forget that it has wireless charging. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> addition.
1: I mean, come on. It's got everything you need. Uh, it's like the OnePlus of earbuds
0: it's like the nard series everything you need nothing you
1: don't yeah yeah nuts. oh god Oh god. <laughs> but yeah if you've been looking forward to nothing a01 and you want to know more detail you can read harish's review or mine and find out more details uh yeah if you want to get into the nitty-gritties yes it does not support ldac and all those inc- uh, you know encoding it only has aec and sbc which is fine to be honest you know it's a wireless earbud you're not Looking to be an audio yeah. file with wireless earbuds, uh, I'm okay with it. So it sounds, it still sounds great.
0: The term audio file gets thrown around way too much these days. So yeah. I mean, when you look at what is actually going to be used as the, you know, format for playing, it'll probably be some streaming service, right? And mm-hmm. it's fine yeah. with exactly. SBC most of the time. So yeah, I'm not too miffed about the fact that it doesn't have aptx or LLAC. Yeah, that's
1: fine. So, yeah. I mean, it's a great earbud. Great for 6000 bucks. Get it if you can, if you haven't already. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's great for calls as well, man. Like, the noise... Ca- oh, noise cancellation. Fuck. There's so many things on this earbud <laughs> that we forget. Noise can- <laughs> cancellation is also actually really good on this. The two it most is. harsh... Well, high and uh, maximum low. and low i believe low. The, yeah, yeah something like that you can control the noise cancellation and that also works during calls for example when you're in a call and you have the noise cancellation voice the voice mode on and noise cancellation on it actually isolates all your background noise i've tested that multiple times because uh, i sometimes need to do that when i'm gaming uh offline I need to have my game running on speakers. And sometimes I am on the or Discord chatting with someone. So what they end up complaining about is, oh, I can hear your game in the background from the speaker. <laughs> with this one, they didn't. So that's great.
0: Nice. You know what? Yeah. I thought that was something that most earbuds did because I was using the, I think the only earbuds I used with any regularity was like the Galaxy Buds Pro. Yeah, Apple those do. Year. Yeah. Yeah. So I figured that that was like a standard thing that was there, Mm. but
1: no, it wasn't. So the first Galaxy Buds don't, uh, but the ones with ANC, Buds Live and Buds Pro, they do that. The nothing ear one does that. The AirPods Pro do that. But yeah, I mean, basically you need those extra microphones to pick that sound up and isolate it, I guess. Yep. So, so yeah. So yeah, it's great for calls as well. Uh, Battery life is also decent. So yeah, I think we've covered everything now.
0: Yeah, battery life, I think, is the only thing that's, you know, Could have somewhat been on the average side, because I think mm-hmm. it lasted just under four hours and some change. Uh, but you charge it for 10 minutes, you get 15 minutes of music playback. So if you're in a hurry, there's fast charging as well. So that's nice. Um, Overall, yeah, very decent pair of wireless earbuds.
1: We did have one gripe though, oh. both of us, if you remember with the charging what (laughs) (laughs) i forgot about that yeah Yeah, the
0: case is designed in such a way that the connector the magnetic connector for the earbud is angled so unless you secure them there's a chance that the right earbud doesn't charge
1: or any of them to be honest if you don't place them correctly yeah
0: Oh, I've only ever had that issue with the right. Because I remember you telling me that your right earbud was at like 40% or something.
1: Yeah. yeah. And the other one was at 98%. Yeah. yeah. So those connectors have to be connected. In fact, now it happened with the left ear as well because I didn't insert it properly. Um, But now what I do is each time I put it back in the case, I make sure those three magnetic dots are connecting with each other. Okay. If if I don't do that. Yeah. I think that's a design oversight, I guess.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, they should have found that in testing. But yeah, other than that, I think it's a pretty decent set of wireless earbuds. They're going on sale August 17th. Wow, That's still a little time away. Um, $6,000. bucks. they are on Flipkart. And I don't know about availability. I asked them and they said they'll have enough units available. But we'll have to see how much demand is going to be like. I think they'll have decent demand for these.
1: Just because... I mean, it's, I posted a picture on this on Instagram, it got more traction than the iPad Pro. I'm like, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, but that
1: gen, but that doesn't necessarily mean it'll translate yeah, to the same true. kind of sales. But a lot of people have asked me, man. Like a lot of people yeah. have asked me about these earbuds, like people from my personal life, my like, you know, school friends and whatnot, everyone, well, at least four people have asked me from there. <laughs> out of a group of 10 people so I'm like wow okay if these people know about it who who don't follow tech news that much and I'm sure a lot of people have so So, yeah
0: that's interesting so we've covered nothing okay Uh, so let's talk about something uh, that's not about you know product related but something just as exciting have you uh, played flight simulator on Xbox yet
1: yeah, so I caught the review code for well, not a review code, yeah, I kinda of like review code for that. Um uh it's weird how they're doing the review for this. It was like a beta test kind of a thing. I don't know how. It wasn't like a code, it was something else. They greened it right. my account to test that. Um, but yeah, I got to play it on Xbox. I mean, it it's still I mean, you played the PC version, right? Yeah. And um it's identical, dude. Like it's fucking a brilliant. It looks beautiful. It works well. It doesn't feel weird using a controller to fly the plane. Uh, It runs at 30 frames per second, but then again, you're going so slow that it doesn't really matter. Right. And and if you want higher frames, you would play it on PC anyway. Um, But the game works exactly the way it does uh, on PC. It uses the Azure servers for streaming the map, the world map. It Mm -hmm. also has an offline mode, so well, not entirely offline, where you download the map so that you can play it offline. You don't need to stream it if you have data caps and lack of access to internet or whatnot. Um, So I'm glad they have that for console players because they needed that. Not everyone has unlimited bandwidth like we do, you know? And it does take up a lot of bandwidth to stream, to download that. You know, ju- the the map that uh, keeps generating in the background. Right. So, but yeah, I mean, overall, it looked amazing. Amazing. I'm glad they did that on the console. But it's not a game.
0: <laughs> what do you mean it's not a game?
1: <clears throat> I mean, it says it in the title, right? It's a simulator. It's not something you can sit hours to play the game, like how you would play I see you've been playing a lot of Valorant, right? This is not yeah. a game that you play for hours. This is a game you get away from. Like, when you get away from Valorant and you want to relax, <laughs> this is the game you play. Same with, I was playing Sea of Thieves for a while, and there were some intense battles that I had with the ship. And, and you know, people, and I'm a noob in that game. I just started playing that game. So I like, fuck this. I need to shut this game down, fire up, Flight Simulator, and just relax. Because the music is relaxing. The sceneries are relaxing. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was fun. Uh, um, It also means that you no longer need an expensive PC to play flight simulator.
0: That's what is very interesting to me. It's such an engineering, I mean, technical achievement for Microsoft. Well, who makes the game? It's the Uh, oh fuck, I forgot. Yeah, it's something with an A.
1: Yeah, um, it's a very weird sounding name. (laughs) I'll just tell you. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's not a known developer. But they've done a great, I mean, they're not like known for being an Xbox game studio, but it's uh, right. uh, a Sobo studio. Right,
0: right, yeah. So it's crazy how they've managed to get that level of hardware playable on an Xbox Series X. Because this Flight Simulator was one of the few games that fully tested um the latest Rocket Lake S uh, chipsets that I got. I, I tested both the 11900K and the eleven. 600k mm-hmm. and nothing tested those chipsets quite like quite flight simulator flight simulator, yeah. so in that context for it to run on an xbox series s a series x or even the series s it runs on the series s
1: series s as well it wor- runs on uh, 30 frames on 1080p which is Damn. not bad that's at all.
0: that's a huge achievement and it goes on the series x at 4k at 30 30 yeah that's insane Um, I looked at a few videos of uh, playback on the Series X and it looked even better than it did on Windows. And I read that they're bringing all of their learnings back to Windows to make, you know, visual changes. And that's pretty interesting as well. So let's see how that goes.
1: Yeah. Uh, Sorry. Uh, The digital assistant by Apple started talking in the middle. I'm not going to say her name because it'll fucking fire up again. (laughs) um but yeah uh but yeah i heard what you said but yeah it's it's a great achievement man but it also shows that if you optimize the games for the hardware um which also which also which basically applies to everything for phones for the steam deck for the switch you can do wonders and they did wonders with this game like i never imagined i'll be playing flight simulator on an xbox ever in my life um it was a kind of if it was kind of a game that you know like microsoft start they started their gaming legacy with flight simulator before before xbox before halo before gears flight simulator was the one constant uh experience you could have on pcs from the 90s right like yeah uh, um that was their own that was the first stepping stone into gaming and look where they've come right they're now bringing flight simulator for the xbox owners it's free on game pass you don't even need to buy the damn game if you have game pass and um, and if you've already bought it on pc on the microsoft store you own it on the xbox as well because it's a play anywhere game
0: oh, so you don't have great. to buy it again yeah you
1: don't have to buy it again so i love what microsoft is doing with you know their hardware the software with their um payment uh, policies and whatnot so it's all cohesive now yeah it's yeah. great um if so i i had if you own an xbox don't want to invest in a pc I, and want to play flight simulator uh, you can um, experience on the xbox and what's great is that if you have all the flight simulator peripherals as well like the the, the joystick and you know right. the pedals and whatnot they can all connect to the xbox and it works oh. via the usb ports so it doesn't get better than that does it
0: no, not at all. I think the only thing they're missing out is on is VR because that's the yeah. one area I see Sony doing things in.
1: Yeah, but then it's in a very weird place right now. VR—they haven't gone f- yeah. entirely in like Valve did with Alex. Yeah, right. Now that's a VR game that everyone should experience um, eventually because that's how VR should be done. Right? It feels yeah. like a full-on interactive game, whereas. VR games on PlayStation are more like, okay, this is like a like a shovelware game that you can test out.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, that's, that's the point.
1: difference. So, I think Microsoft not concentrating on VR, it's better right now because they need to get some exclusives out, man. They need to get big games out first. <laughs> Let's talk. I mean, like, we can talk about Kinex all day and VR all day, but do the do the basics first and then we can talk about peripherals. In fact, after looking at the Steam Deck, I think they might be just looking at making a handheld Xbox more over than a fucking VR headset and I would love that.
0: I think Microsoft should buy Valve. Uh,
1: if it's I think possible Mi- to. Uh, it is possible but I think the anti-competition guys will have a problem.
0: Yeah, they both because run of the... very
1: popular storefronts. Yeah, storefronts. It's because of the storefront. Um... But that doesn't mean they can't work together. That's true. Right. It's crazy to think of Microsoft as
0: being easy to work with. I mean, yeah,
1: they didn't. They weren't known for that. No, <laughs> they were known I mean for being ruthless. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember like during the Xbox One launch, they fucked it up so bad, and I'm glad they did because this is the new Microsoft that everybody loves. Like yeah. more for the customers, more for the gamers, more for everything. The, the attitude—I mean, Satya Nadella has changed the corporate attitude, man. In my way, in my opinion, it's he gets crazy. shit done. Yeah, yeah, he gets shit done, and he's a nice guy. Apparently, that's what everyone inside Microsoft says. That all well, the guys.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, he looks that way, and fucking hell, you can run Windows in the cloud now. That's fucking
1: genius. Yeah. I mean, he made he turned microsoft around man he switched everything to the cloud and yeah. look what they're doing now like everything is on the cloud including gaming who would have thought that like i would have never thought that 10 years ago right yeah
0: i remember writing a profile on him when we uh got the gig i think it was seven years ago um i did because we went he, he's also from hyderabad so they're like okay i can do something on that bullshit <laughs> So I remember all he did during the first few times he gave an interview was mobile first, cloud first. I think those are the only two things he talked about. And it worked out for Microsoft seven years down the line.
1: Yeah. And I don't know if you saw that. I mean, I think we've discussed this in the podcast, but during the pandemic, right, people worked over time. They slept at these data centers to make sure their servers are running so that we could enjoy services like these. I mean, who does that? Netflix will never do that ever if their servers are down their servers are down i mean aws is down they are down simple as that yeah, yeah. but i don't uh, want yeah. to talk about netflix now again no we're not talking about netflix either <laughs> i i mean i want to have a good weekend yeah. <laughs> i'm a little hungover and i don't want another headache man. <laughs> <laughs> dude i think
0: fuck. netflix is gonna fuck
1: up games as well i don't know what they're gonna do man i have a feeling they'll just Come out with something similar to Twitch. I think that's what they can do. Their content, man. Their, their content website or platform. They're not a games platform. That's the natural thing, the way I look. I mean, they'll get people like Ninja and Dr. Disrespect and whatever to stream on their platform and that's it. That's what I see oh. happening. That would be a better business idea than making your own damn games. They're not good at it. Yeah, I don't know how
0: launching a game would even work as a business model for Netflix
1: old yeah I mean there's game pass fuck Netflix we don't need Netflix for that we have game pass and they're doing yeah. a great job they are indeed
0: by the way talking about games when are you putting an SSD into your PlayStation 5
1: Uh, I have the Samsung SSD that works with it I'm just ordering a heatsink today tomorrow for it's like a thousand bucks i ordering it today on off Amazon and I'll install it right away nice. the more I get my heatsink though uh, without the heatsink, uh, that's a pain.
0: Yeah, so for the listeners, I'll quickly list down whatever Sony has done. So Sony finally came out and laid down requirements for uh, the internal SSDs on PS5s. And they're pretty stringent requirements. Um, You need a Gen 4 SSD with at least sequential reads of 5,500 megabits 500. a second. Megabytes a second. Yeah, 5,500. And you need... And they have... Crazy guidelines for sizing as well. Um, it needs to be 22mm wide, but only 11.25mm high, the yeah. height requirement, the because height. it's a yeah. tiny slot on the PS5. It's so amazing. that makes a lot of the current in Gen 4 drives ineligible. The ones that have huge heatsinks like the Corsair MP600 series. Um, and I think even the Saber and Rocket, there's the Saber and yeah, Rocket yeah. one with the heatsink. That doesn't work.
1: Yeah, I think the only ones that work are the WD Black ones uh, at yep. the moment. And the Samsung one, but you need to get it with a heatsink. You can buy it that comes with a heatsink. Or you need to buy a heatsink that fits the dimensions Harish just mentioned. You have to paste it on that, screw it together, and then screw it inside the PS5. This is where I like Microsoft solution. Fine, we gave them shit for... Uh, 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 How much for it price. costs. For how much it costs and the proprietary design of it, right? Like the SSD, the extra SSD, you just plug it in and that's it. It's done. You plug it in the back of the Xbox and you sort it. Uh, The Seagate one. But here, this one is much more convoluted. You have to look at dimensions and whatnot and the heatsink and whatnot. They could have just made it. Either they could have used a proprietary SSD like Microsoft, but they were too scared to do that because of the PS Vita bullshit. They did proprietary memory for that and they fucked them over or they could have just made a larger uh, compartment for the SSD so that people could use whatever the fuck they could so yeah,
0: yeah. I think
1: this is a
0: classic case of uh, them not anticipating just how fast their internal SSD was going to be and then just thinking, okay, we just need an M2 slot. So we'll just have enough room and width for an M2, regular M2 slot. And then once they started testing how fast that thing is, they're like, oh shit, this isn't going to work. So I think it's that. But of the two, man, I think I like what Sony is doing because... I don't like, I mean, True. yeah, sure, there's the case to be made that it's just easier with Microsoft, but I like the customizability here. I mean, I can choose whatever I want.
1: I think we're complaining right now because there are not enough SSDs out there that would fit the, the motherboard on on the of the PS5. But maybe in two years time, there'll be dedicated SSDs that just slide right in and you just screw it in and that's it.
0: Oh yeah, uh, that's obviously going to be the case. There's already one from Seagate called the FireCuda 530 with the yeah. heatsink. Um yeah. the 530 regular version was there for I think 8 months now, but the heatsink model uh, is the first confirmed to work with the PS5. The Western Digital one also does It's the SN850 with the heatsink and it also has RGB lighting mm-hmm. because RGB forever. Um uh, <laughs> and that also works is confirmed to work with the ps5 but the biggest issue right now is the beta software w- did you get a did you get access to the beta
1: i mean i applied for it but i didn't do- really go ahead and install it on the ps5 because I, with p with sony and playstation i'm scared with the beta software so right. which is why i've hold off with the ssd as well because i just don't want to mess around with it. it's the only ps5 i have and if something f- happens, then not enough ps 5 is around for me to get it replaced. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, that's a consideration as well.
1: Yeah, so I I mean so far so far what I'm seeing online, it's fine. I just don't want to take the risk right now. That's all. It's my main console man. I can't afford to do that to have shit breaking down. Um, yeah. Especially in games. So, I mean, you can just go to the link and sign up for the beta. It's not that hard on the on PlayStation Blog. But I'm going to take my time with that. Maybe this week, once I have the heatsink.
0: Okay, Okay. fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. The heatsink, I I think it'll work fine because I remember reading some, I don't know what site, they did some testing with even uh, SSDs that were lower. I mean, that didn't have the 5000 megabyte a second sequential reads and they worked fine. So... But I think there's, this is more to do with overhead for the future because I remember reading the Ratchet & Clank uh, studio guys talking about how they have that 5500 requirement as more like a buffer for, and a few years down the line.
1: So let's see how that shakes out. So I have the 980, Samsung 980 Pro 2 TV right here. Dude, that's a sexy drive. That goes up to
0: 7,000 megabytes a second for sequential. Exactly. So, So this will
1: work. This will work. It's just that I need a heatsink for it. That's all. Yeah, you do. I mean, I Because those drives... Yeah. Those drives are fucking... These are incredible, dude. So, I got to test it on my PC. But then I realized my motherboard doesn't support Jet 4. What? Yeah, it doesn't. It's a little older version. It's been three years, man. Three, four years.
0: Huh. Okay. I'll
1: have to see. So I haven't tested it on the PC yet, so I'm like, this is the perfect opportunity for me to test it on the PS5. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, if you... But I would still recommend getting the ones that actually fit, if you don't want the hassle, like the, 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 the Firecuda one that you said, Seagate, 530, right? 530, yeah. 530 and the and the WD Black one, just get those. It's hassle-free. You just have to screw, just screw it once and that's it, you sort it. You know what? So if you're going to get an SSD, that is.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't even think they're available in India because everything <laughs> right now in terms of storage is so fucking costly. It's yeah. crazy, man. Yeah,
1: man. It's it's the chip shortage, man. It's fucking over everyone. And the, what can we do? With
0: I know you're going to laugh at me, but I looked at my traffic statistics in the morning because i messing around with my router for DNS stuff. Um, mm. So it looks like... I transferred over one point four TB of data in the last two days, and then what? I was like, I was looking at the hard drive situation on the NAS, and I have around twenty TB left over, but then i like, I need at least another twenty TB for, you know, Reed? yeah, no, I have I have that storage on the NAS already, but then that okay. that's going to run out in probably by the end of the year, so I don't know what to do then. I'll need to get more drives, and I don't know where to get them from.
1: Maybe when you're getting your Steam Deck f- from family from the US, maybe club it with that.
0: No, it's not the question of logistics. They're not available. Oh wow! Even okay. in the US, yeah, yeah. it's not a question of not available in India.
1: <laughs> I guess we have to hit up uh, WD or Seagate or Samsung fact, uh, fact- factories for this, at these for this shit.
0: Yeah, Seagate, so send me uh, 18 TB into ten. Thanks.
1: <laughs> 8 to 10 fucking hell <laughs> may as well yeah may as well right if you're asking for it might as well ask for the next decade yeah decade
0: wow. it'll
1: run out in 3-4 years yeah I think uh, we've discussed almost everything except uh, we've got 5 minutes left for to hit the 60 minute mark uh, let's talk about the Steam Deck since we both all 3 of us are looking forward to that yeah and yes, yesterday a few hands-on videos and stories were published so i bet you've checked it out i've checked it out and dhruv checked it out as well because he was sitting right next to me when we saw it <laughs> uh, uh, yeah so i was having drinks with dhruv last night so that's what nice. that's where i saw it um but yeah it looks promising man
0: it did i went through the word stuff um they said that they didn't get battery life out of it i think they only got 1. 1.3 1. 1.5 hours 1. 1.3, one, one 1.5 hours. I don't know why I'm saying 1.3 hours. Uh, I think they played Doom Eternal. But yeah. they clarified that it wasn't fully charged. Anyway, they're claiming that at least you'll get 3 hours of, you know, game time with it. So, I think On Doom Eternal, my only not,
1: It's not bad. Yeah,
0: my only issue is that, battery longevity, because everything else is fine. I mean, it's a 720p screen. I would have liked to see OLED. I mean, they would have had to put it at like five hundred or five fifty dollars if they have if they went with OLED.
1: So I read the Verge thing, and I found it to be. I mean, Tom Warren is incredible when he covers shit, but, but it wasn't as. Did, who who did it? it? Sean. Okay. The news. Well, well maybe that's okay. Maybe maybe I thought that was Tom Warren. So maybe that's why I didn't like it much because it wasn't <laughs> as detailed as I thought it would have been. Uh, that's which is why I went to Linus's video. Uh, maybe okay so. He didn't talk about what settings Doom Return was running at. Was it medium? Was the motion blur off? What resolution it was running, native or dynamic, and et cetera, and et cetera. So this is where I went. I had to go to Linus to check it out. So in order right. to get the best optimum battery life, which means you turn off a, a, a motion blur, which I do on my PC games anyway, uh, yeah. with medium settings and native resolution, it worked incredible. It had 63 to 64 frames as well. Um, mm. um, and even the thermals worked great. Uh, They were on 40 degrees to 50 degrees on the right side of the console, which is the same as the INEO as well. That's where I think that's where the chip is. Yeah. Uh, But I think, um, as I said, uh, Linus came with his whole fucking lab with him. He tested the thermals. He connected USB uh, ports. He even connected his own. He brought his own monitor, by the by the way, a 4K monitor.
0: Okay, I'm definitely seeing that uh, <laughs> video because the words, yeah, they were very light on the details, and they made yeah. four references to how they couldn't test it. I'm like, okay, okay. Fine.
1: So he tested everything. He tested the glare screen as well. He right. tested the. He brought the. He tested the yeah. monitor that was hooked up with the the the, the Steam Deck. But he right. what he did was he brought his own USB-C to DisplayPort. Cable Mon- and his yeah. own monitor, and connected the Steam Deck and worked perfectly well. He showed how Netflix works on that, and he said that's where this the, the display falls short is because if you like to watch content, which I don't think anyone will, that's where you need a higher resolution display. But in games, it's fine. I
0: mean, and- but who would see the Steam Deck as an entertainment device? I mean, it's Nobody. just yeah. yeah. I mean, entertainment device for games, yes, but, yeah, but not it works. for content stream. Yeah. Yeah
1: so uh he, um so i think yeah you should check it out and whoever else is interested check out linus's video he doesn't pay us for shit, but he did a great job for that with that yeah. he compared the size with the aoneo with the switch he in fact tested doom it all running on both the aoneo and steam deck side by side as well and it beats the shit out of the aoneo that's what that was was impressive aoneo was running around with the same Uh, parameters. It was doing around 30 to 40 frames and the Steam Deck was doing 60 frames. in the same level, same, he was staring at a skybox. So he goes into what you really need to see in real-life usage. So that's a great video to watch. Uh, It looks very promising. Uh, I thought it would be, you know, a handheld console that will work for maybe a year or two when people forget about it. But no, it's a genuine console that they've worked on. They're going to also tune the haptics. Apparently there's it was a little bit off on the touchpad, etc. Right. etc. So yeah. They Watch that video. That man. Going- yeah, yeah. Cause he's so the way he's done his video is that he's got this the valve guys right there. And if he's talk if he's not sure about them, he asks them on camera, Oh yeah, are we're gonna tune that. Oh yeah, it's gonna work that. Uh you know, like when he hooked up his own monitor, he asked the valve guys, How worried were you about this? He's like, Yeah, no, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little worried and I'm glad it worked. So, you know, it worked.
0: That's nice. Um, I like how upfront valve is about all of this yeah. they're like yeah. you do whatever you want with it and they said they were going to do detailed videos on how to tear down and change the SSD inside all that sort of stuff so it's good to see man it's good to see a handheld that is not locked down and you can't do shit yeah. with
1: it. yeah um, it you can if you want to browse the web it puts shortcuts on on, on the on the desktop for you. So, like, yeah. let's say you visited Wikipedia or Netflix, there's a shortcut, you just click on it, and boom, you're right there. You can even connect, he even created a USB hub that created a keyboard and mouse from the top charging port. And it worked. <laughs> so, <Nice. laughs> tell- and he had a heating test and whatever test, he did a lot of things, but okay. check it out. So, it's, it's clear,
0: yeah, everybody listening in, yeah, go see Linus's video.
1: No other video. I don't think anyone else did a fair job to Be honest, nice. I mean, they might be great at their work, but line has just killed it. Man,
0: nice. Okay, we will do. Um, as we're talking about hardware, I forgot about one thing you said monitor. Um, Xiaomi rolled out gaming monitors, and it looks like they're getting in, getting serious about you know getting into the hardware stuff because. Um, I think they have a Wi-Fi 6 router now, something called an AX9000. They have a 27-inch Quad HD gaming monitor with a 165 hertz refresh rate. And this Mm -hmm. one is an IPS panel as well. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah, it looks like they're doing a lot of cool things. They launched these only in the UK and that side of the world, um, as well as China, obviously. I doubt they would ever consider bringing any of these to India because they're so niche as products. They would not do any meaningful
1: sales. I mean, to think of it, it's a great opportunity for them. I think a few years ago, we thought the same in the TV segment as well, right? Like it's not, it's a niche market. It's not a great market to explore India and look at them. They're fucking killing it with the TV segment. Yeah, they're Uh, the number
0: one brand. They're the number yeah. one brand globally for phones. That's fucking crazy
1: now. Oh yeah, this week yeah. I mean they've shipped more phones than Samsung and Samsung. Apple. Eight hundred million fucking phones since they've since two thousand eleven. That's a lot of yeah. phones. Yeah. Um but I feel that the ga- the gaming segment in India is just about to explode. And yeah. I think Xiaomi will probably be a little patient, but they will eventually launch their own monitor. Well, once they've exhausted the UK or Europe market and the China market, the next you know, step is US and India. I mean, I don't know if they can in US or they will, I'm not sure, but India, they will definitely do that because not everyone has room for TVs, right? And if it's an IPS LCD 165 hertz display, there's a market for that in India. And uh, do they have HDMI 2.1? No,
0: it's all HDMI 2. Yeah, I know, um,
1: which is not bad. I mean, you can still do 4K 60.
0: Yeah, I'm using the ultrawide monitor right now, actually, and it, does, it doesn't It does do HDR. I think that's the only drawback. It also does not have HDMI 2.1 because this is older. Um, okay. But yeah, they fixed the that in the new one. Yeah, the new one has HDR 400, so it should be fun.
1: I mean, in India, uh, the monitor market is dominated by PenQ, LG, and Samsung. Yeah. That's it. That's about it. That's pretty. That's a good opportunity to hear. maybe Asus. Yeah. a little bit. Well, ex- uh, Dell. Not so. Not as much as BenQ. I'm talking gaming right now. Not monitors. Uh, right, right, uh, right. Uh, but monitors, yeah. Dell and LG, Samsung have a huge market in just normal monitors for graphic designers or offices and whatnot. But for gaming segment, I'm talking BenQ and Zowie, which is the same brand. Um, um, Samsung now with the ultra wide. QLED monitors and LG has been well for the high grade ones <laughs> yeah um, so it's a great opportunity for it's there's there's room for Xiaomi to play here in India a lot of console players are now switching to monitors because of the high refresh rates and whatnot uh, HDMI 2.1 so I think yeah they would it would make sense that for them to launch here sometime in the next two three years but not soon enough
0: cool if nothing else I'm, I'm getting the monitors there with custom so I'll get them next year probably But if I get them sometime soon, yeah, I'll review them and see what it's like. But hey, Xiaomi India, guys, launch these things in India.
1: Yeah, man. Or just launch them as smart monitors. There you go.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a market.
1: I mean, Samsung did one. They launched a smart monitor and it sold extremely well. Hmm. It It had Netflix and everything on it. And, you know, it's great for desktops. For college students who don't need to buy a TV. They just need a monitor for work, college yeah. work, Netflix, and gaming. It does everything.
0: Yeah, the 27-inch form factor should be ideal for that.
1: Yeah, it's the one I'm using right now. It doesn't take up too much space. And you always have a desk around. So why the hell not?
0: Nice. All right. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Hey, um, we somehow managed to get it to over an hour.
1: Yeah, we did. Five by five. That's because... the. Well, we would have gone longer because Dhruv is not here and you know that he would have a lot of words for a lot of things that we've talked today. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, we would have gone definitely over. But uh, I think I'll end it on a high note. I have an interview lined up with the head of PlayStation in India. I did one last year. Uh, it was all over, at least in India, where they talked about how they've grown two hundred percent Gaming is doubled nice. in demand in India and stuff. So I'm doing a follow-up interview to that and about the PS5. Hopefully, I should get it back next week. So maybe I'll publish something then and then we can talk about that. Oh, oh that's fantastic, man. That's a nice yeah. get. Yeah, let's see how the PlayStation brand is doing in India. Depends on their answers, to be honest, not on what I can write But If they answer well, if they give us numbers or something substantial, then we have something to talk about.
0: Don't they dominate the Indian market?
1: They do, but uh, and the PS5 has been going regularly on sale. So I've, I'm going to ask questions like you know, Sony Global said it's the fastest selling console ever they have had with 10 million consoles. So I'm going to yeah. ask, is it the same for India as well? You know, in comparison to the PS4, they'll they won't give me concrete numbers. I know that, mm-hmm. but they'll give me something hopefully. Yeah, let's
0: see how that turns out. Excited for yeah. it, man.
1: Yep, let's hope so. So yeah, look out for that next week. Um, and one, I think we should do some um, some housekeeping. There are a lot of guys. You guys took part in our fiftieth episode celebration. A lot of you guys won a lot of things. If you want those things, please reach <laughs> out to us. We're we're doing a giveaway. We have some game codes like uh, pending. We have some other stuff. Dhruv is not here. He's the one taking care of all the things. But I do know that not all of you have reached out. So I'm gonna say it now. If you don't reach out by the by 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 next episode, we'll pick new winners. How's that?
0: Oh, I so thought you... you were going to say Dhruv is going to take everything.
1: No, we'll pick new viewers. If you if you don't want your stuff, we'll give it away to someone else. How's that? So, please, guys, if you want something, listen to episode 51. We've announced the winners. Some won it for, for asking great questions on episode 50 as well. Please reach out to us. DM the official Twitter, Twitter handle. And
0: untitled gadget.
1: Yeah. and Or DM to any of us if you can't reach... And if you're not on Twitter, then we'll have to figure out something else. But that's not impossible because that's where you probably heard about the competition. And please get your stuff from us.
0: I'm obsessive about email as well. So email me.
1: Yeah, there you go. So uh, yeah, winners, please take your shit. You deserve it. You took part in it. Don't forget (laughs) about it.
0: Nuts, please take your shit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's
1: the 52nd episode and we still have things to give away. Like we have the winners, they're just not reaching out to us. So do that yeah. please. I mean this is the only reminder we're going to give you and if you don't then we go then there are there's, there were 700 to 800 people who entered the competition. If you don't yeah. want it, we know 700 other people who do. They want it. So why the hell not?
0: Fair enough. Right? Our winners are just as just as
1: lazy as us. <laughs> man, come on! Yeah, you can. You can't be lazy about that. So, so yeah. reach out, get your stuff, and enjoy them. They're games, man. There's so many good games to play, and you're not reaching out.
0: That's come true. On. So, hey, think of this as a chance to annoy Dhruv a little bit more. So yeah. Again, please.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All
0: right. <laughs> and with that, uh we're done with the 50 second episode. We'll be back next week with Dhruv hosting, so that it's not this awkward but until then come on dude uh, we did a great
1: safe. job what are you saying
0: we did okay we did a great job we don't need you bye <laughs> <laughs> all right so stay safe and if you're looking for something to read uh elon musk's book is out he's already trashed it so you know that's legit it's called power play i've started it it's pretty crazy um it reads like a drama series a lot of useful insights in there so if you like the crazy shit that elon musk pulls Go
1: take a look at that book. Um, the one it's the one that you posted in your story today, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's great. Since we're recommending books, um, uh, I am gonna recommend another one. I uh, Sana bought me a book, it's called Ask Iwata uh, Words of Wisdom from Satoru Iwata. He's the, um, he's, the le- he's the Nintendo CEO who passed away, but he's a lovable guy from the games industry. He's got some great quotes like, In My Heart. No, in my head, I'm a game developer or something like that. But in my heart, I'm a gamer. He's got some incredible quotes. So just go read that book. It's a great book. Uh But yeah.
0: Nice. Have you been seeing anything interesting of late? Like?
1: Uh, uh, what did I see? I've been catching up on all those. Remember, we we had that blowout last last episode, right? About where yeah. are these movies from the 90s and the 2000s. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So in, in, in that time, I've seen Speed 1, Speed 2, Terminator 1 terminate 2 alien and aliens uh, uh some of the lord of the rings movies again right. and and i think i'm gonna watch along came a spider and then i'm gonna watch something else as well
0: oh that's fucking fantastic okay now i'm going to see those this weekend I'm yeah, man. sorted. Come on, man. I, I saw
1: Speed One. I'm like, why they don't why don't they make movies like this? It's so simple. The plot <laughs> is so simple. It's it's a great movie. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah. so that's what I,
0: I did. I just realized we didn't talk about the Lord of the Rings teaser that Amazon did, but we'll do that with Dhruv next week.
1: Yeah, second September? No, 22nd September, right? What is it?
0: 2022. So there's still a year to go. Oh,
1: so there's still oh.
0: Yeah, that's what I, mean. I was I I didn't look at it all week because I didn't want to derail my entire week, but I did last night. It was amazing. There's so much to talk about. So yeah, if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, tune in next week.
1: And apparently Harry Potter came out with some collector edition books as well for different houses based on different houses. I don't give a shit about Harry Potter. Everyone's going crazy over that on Instagram. I've been seeing that. But if you
0: like like collector's edition stuff, Folio Society does amazing things.
1: Oh, sweet. So check that out.
0: Yep. All right. That's it from us for the 52nd episode. We'll see you next week. Bye.
1: Bye Bye-bye.